Welcome to our podcast, Messianic Mysteries Revealed, Prophetic Scriptures Made Known to All Nations. Our goal and purpose for this podcast is to make known the vast wealth of the prophetic scriptures that reveal the true Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, or in Hebrew, Yeshua HaMashiach. Welcome back to our second episode. Listen, before we go any further in teaching right now with all the details, the prophetic details, because there are hundreds of them, and we'll go rather fast too, a little faster than we have been, but I want you to know something. Why are we doing this? Why am I showing you the prophetic scriptures? Even if you're a Christian or a non-Christian, why am I showing you? This is the same way that Jesus Christ taught the disciples after he rose from the dead. The Bible's very clear. He opened up to them the law of Moses the prophets and the Psalms, all things concerning himself. And he opened their understanding to these. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall and listened to that. Can you imagine what after Jesus Christ rose from the dead and the apostles were astounded and yet he's opening their minds and their understanding to see how this was planned and predicted hundreds and hundreds of years ago. So that's why we're doing that. Do you understand that? Here we go. Now, the first episode we covered rather uh, kind of a little slow. We're going to get a little quicker, but the, in Genesis 3, that the Messiah would be the, a male child, the seed of the woman, the virgin birth. And then Genesis 3.15 also says that he would bruise Satan's head. And Genesis 5, Enoch's bodily ascension to heaven illustrated the ascension of Christ. And then in uh, Genesis 9, that the Messiah would be the son or ancestor of Shem, Genesis uh, 12.3, that he would be the seed of Abraham and bless all nations, which he's doing now. And uh, the sixth detail was the promise made to Abraham's seed, Genesis 12. And Genesis 14, the seventh detail that we already covered was that he would be a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Now, we're going to go to the eighth detail and uh, the prophetic detail. And in Genesis 14, 18, the Bible says that Melchizedek, which is interpreted as king of peace and righteousness, that the fulfillment of that is Hebrews 7, verse 2 in the New Testament. But I want you to understand, Jesus was and is the king of peace and righteousness. Isn't that powerful? That was predicted and foreshadowed by the king priest king, Melchizedek. Now, the ninth prophetic detail is in Genesis 14, 18. This is where Melchizedek brought forth the bread and the wine. Yes, the last supper was foreshadowed. Matthew 26, verses 26 through 29 is a fulfillment of that amazing illustration from the priest, the king priest, Melchizedek. And I just want to say something real quick too. Jesus made us kings and priests. He wasn't after the order of the Levites. Jesus was from the tribe of Judah, which sprang, there, there, there sprang no priesthood out of that in the Old Testament. But he was after a different order, the order of Melchizedek. And Melchizedek was a priest and a king. I find that very fascinating. As I find it very fascinating, I'm actually going to go and read out of Genesis 14, beginning at verse 18. Ready? Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the Most High God and blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Now, this powerful king that was a priest 
and a king. His name was Melchizedek. And it says that Melchizedek brought out bread and wine. Now, what does the bread and wine symbolize? Of course, we know the Lord's Supper. We know at the Passover meal, the Lord broke bread as a symbol of his body, and the wine was a symbol of his blood. Isn't that powerful that not only does prophetic scriptures specifically talk about it with words, but it also illustrates with things they do, like bringing out bread and wine. Very powerful. Now, the 10th prophetic detail is Genesis 17, 19, that the Messiah would be the seed of Isaac. Uh, you can also refer to Genesis 21, 12. Romans 9, 7 is the fulfillment of that. Of course, we know that Jesus was of not only the seed of Shem and Abraham, but Isaac too. Uh, the, uh, the 11th prophetic detail is that he would be a lamb of God, promised. In Genesis 22, 8, when Abraham took Isaac up to offer him as a test to God, Isaac looked at his dad and said, Dad, wait, here's the fire in the wood, but where's the lamb? And Abraham prophesied and said, the Lord will provide himself a lamb. Think about that. The Lord will provide himself a lamb. So Abraham took his most precious possession, his son, his only son, and he was going to offer him to God. Now, God wasn't going to receive a human sacrifice. This was just a test. Let's begin at Genesis 22, verse 6. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac. Oh, I like that prophetic shadow. Wood, laid it on him, almost like a cross like Jesus. This is so powerful. And uh, laid it on his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. And he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. They then came to the place of which God had told them, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order, and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Look at this. You have a son, an only son, laid upon wood as a sacrifice, very prophetic of the Lord Jesus Christ and his cross. Verse 10. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes. This is verse 13. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the place, the name of that place, the Lord will provide. Look at this, future tense, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Now, I want you to know something, listen very carefully, that Abraham did not find a lamb in the thicket, he found a ram. A ram is an adult sheep, and its horns were caught in the thicket, and they sacrificed a ram. A couple thousand years later, Jesus came, and John the Baptist looked at him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This was such a prophetic picture. Think about it. 
Abraham's only son laid on wood. Abraham telling him the Lord will provide in the future the true lamb. Do you understand? Do you understand? In verse 15, it says, And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, Behold, myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars from heaven and of the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have, you have obeyed my voice. Look, Abraham, I've given you this son in your old age, your only son, and I asked you to give him back, and I tested you. But because you have not withheld him and I stopped you from hurting him, I'm going to send my own son, the Lamb of God. Now, the 12th prophetic scripture we're going to talk about is down in the same chapter, Genesis 22, verse 18. It said, in Isaac's seed, I'm going to bless all the nations. So not only will it be a lamb of God, but it'll be the seed of Isaac. And again, it reiterates that the 12th prophetic sign is Isaac's seed. Even though we saw that as the 10th prophetic, it would be a seed of Isaac. It repeats that in Genesis 22 as the 12th prophetic detail we're going to talk about. Let's go to the 13th prophetic detail. In Genesis 26, verse 2 and 5, it says the seed of Isaac promised as the redeemer, and that was fulfilled in Hebrews eleven eighteen. Now the fourteenth prophetic detail is found in Genesis twenty eight verse twelve, that Jesus would be the stairway or the bridge to heaven, and that was fulfilled in John chapter one verse fifty one. Also, the fifteenth prophetic detail is in Genesis twenty eight fourteen that the Messiah would be the seed of Jacob, not just Abraham and Isaac, but now Jacob. It's getting finer and finer. Everything's coming down in eliminating so many other families by picking and choosing the families the Messiah would come through. Genesis 28, 14 would be the seed of Jacob, and Luke 3, 34 is the fulfillment of that prophetic detail. So let's go to Genesis 28 and read about that. Verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night, because the sun had set, and he took one of the stones of that place and put it at its at his head, and he laid down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on earth, and the top reached to heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord. God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to your descendants, to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken unto you. Now watch this, verse 16. Of Genesis 28. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head. This was Jacob's pillow, the stone. Listen, he set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. Bethel means house of God. Now I want you to understand and notice something. That this is the very first mention 
of anointing. Christ means anointed one. Yeshua HaMashiach in Hebrew, the anointed one, the Messiah, the Messiah, HaMashiach, the anointed one. This rock was anointed with oil as a future prophetic illustration that the Messiah would be anointed. And remember, he fell asleep on this pillow and he had a vision of the Lord above the ladder in heaven and he was at the top. What is so exciting about this is the Lord finally came down that ladder. Jesus is the ladder and he's the one that came down that ladder. And I want to turn to John chapter 1, beginning at verse 44. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to them, said to him, behold, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Notice, this is about 2,000 years after Jacob laid his head on that stone pillow and had that dream where he saw the ladder set up and the Lord was above in heaven. Well, guess what? When, When Jacob anointed that rock, he said, remember what he said? The Lord is in this place and I knew it not. Same with Nathaniel. Nathaniel didn't realize who this was. The Lord was in this place and knew it, and he knew it not. And when Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree, he realized who it was. This is the anointed one. All that the prophets spoke, all that the law of Moses and the Psalms spoke regarding the true Messiah was he was right there in front of Nathaniel. And Jesus said to him, from now on, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Remember Abraham and Isaac and Jacob? Remember Jacob's dream? The ladder that he saw in the dream, the angels of God were ascending and descending upon that ladder. Jesus is the bridge to heaven. He's the ladder. He's the gate. Do you understand how powerful these scriptures are? Not only in words and specific details, but in illustrations Father, we want to thank you as we close today. We want to pray and say thank you for the goodness that you have shown us by declaring ahead of time, thousands of years ahead of time, about the power of the gospel. In Jesus' name. You guys, I'll see you soon in our next episode, episode three. Big black Bible. I read it in the big black Bible.